Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. This is The View from Vitale. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company. A proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Blues and Coyotes pregame starting at 7 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN with Dan McLaughlin and Anthony Stalter. Let's head to the 101 ESPN Celebrity Line. We're joined by Joe Vitale live from Arizona. What's up, Joe? What's up, boys? Doing good. Doing good. Things are good and sunny and AZ. Looking forward to coming home after tonight's game, though. I'm sure. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your, your family, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. You, you boys as well. You boys as well. I appreciate that. Uh, Joe, big question tonight is uh, neighbors. Jake Neighbors moved up to the second line. Verona, healthy scratch. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are he's a player that deserves it. You know, he's scored in back-to-back games, and that's hard to do being in the bottom six role, especially when he's on the fourth line, you know, to get scoring opportunities. He had the one and only goal versus the L.A. Kings. I thought he looked sharp in that game. And then to follow it up there with the Anaheim game, I thought he was one of the best players on the ice. I think that Jake Neighbors has done everything he's needed to do in order to slowly but surely gain more and more trust from Craig Berube. And this is how it goes, guys, for skilled guys that have, have scored a lot of points in junior. You're coming into the National Hockey League. You're not going to establish a top six role right off the hop. It's going to take time. You're not going to get power play time. You're around the best players in the world. I think Jake's done a great job of starting on the fourth line, uh, changing his role, being more physical, agitating, getting in scrums. We saw him getting a couple fights last year. And he, he's altered his role to become a fourth-line player. And now the skill's starting to be exposed where you're starting to see him take advantage of some shots. Uh, they're going in. And right now, Craig Bruby is, is doing a, a really good thing by riding a hot hand. He's got a hot hand. He's scoring back-to-back games, like I mentioned. And you got to give him a little bit of love and, and put him up in that top-six role. Joey, tell me that the power play is going to get a little bit better. doesn't have to be great. Just help me figure it out how it's going to get a little bit better. Danny Mack, I am gonna. You're gonna be. I'm gonna give you an early Thanksgiving present, and the, the Blues are gonna score a power play goal here tonight for you. Nice. Uh, mark my words. Mark it down. If if for some reason they don't, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something even more special for you next week. I don't know what it is just yet, but my point is, uh, Thanksgiving is gonna come early for Blues fans. They are gonna score a power play goal here tonight. I have great feeling, and I'm gonna tell you why. I was watching morning skate this morning. Scott Perunovich is now the defenseman on, let's call it, this top unit with Thomas and Kairu, Buchnevich, uh, and then, of course, Oscar Sundquist in that front. Uh, I tell you, the goal is going to come from the point they want Scott Perunovich to shoot more. He's been a disher all year. I think he's only got like three or four shots on the season in the eight or nine games he's in, not nearly enough for a defenseman that gets up in the rush like he does, and especially for a defenseman that uh, obviously runs the power play. So I think he's a younger player. He's still trying to get used to, you know, dishing it off to Thomas and Kyron Buchnevich. But this coaching staff has told him, and I think it's finally clicked for him. He's going to shoot the puck more tonight, and I think it's going to be a really great thing because you have a huge body in Oscar Sundquist that not only is great at tipping shots, he's great at rebounds, he's great at puck retrievals. 
So tonight is going to be the night the Blues power play explodes. I'm calling at least one goal, maybe two. Whew. Thank you. That okay. is going to make my Thanksgiving better. Now, I, I do have another question for you. I got a lot of questions for you, but am I in the minority with the Perunovich situation where maybe I'm missing something? I just want to see him play more. And if he plays more, you get experience, the nerves go away, and you don't think you play. Am, am I in the minority with this, or where am I wrong? Where am I with this? No, you're spot on. You're you're in the you're in the majority. Uh, certainly, uh, when it comes to how I would love to see his progression continue. Uh, when they brought him in, you know, this is about five or six games ago. They really wanted to give him a good look. Now, for a young player to really get a good look, you need at least three to four games. I can't tell you how hard it is for a young player to come in, play one, and then come out, play two, come out for three. It's it's really hard to get into a rhythm, not only in the game but definitely in the season. So I think that the Blues have done a great job. Craig Berube has done a great job of giving him that leash. You know, he let him in for a couple. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was much better by game three, game four. Even in that L.A. game, I thought he was one of the better players on the ice. Uh, Mike Weber, Craig Berube, they love the way he moves the puck. They love the way he gets up in the rush. Uh, They love everything about his game right now. So I think it's continuing to trend um, in the right direction. And, and ultimately, what you're looking for in, in a hockey player, like you mentioned, Amac, it's it's about uh, thinking versus reacting. You know, one of my favorite movies this past year was Top Gun 2, and one of the best lines in that movie, and I think it's so applicable to hockey, is when the, you know, the captain said, when you're up there, you can't be thinking, you just got to be reacting. If you're thinking, you're dead. If you're thinking, you're hesitating. If you're thinking, um, things are slowing down too much. So I think for hockey, for, for Scott Prunovich and any player that's trying to get accustomed to that flow of the game, it's just got to be reacting. It's just you just let that natural state, that natural instinct kind of take over. And I think when you are coming in and coming out and maybe not playing as much, you find yourself thinking a little bit too much, and that's where that hesitation ultimately comes in. But I look at Scott Prunovich now, and I, I look at a player that's just reacting. I think the one thing he could do for himself, even push him a little bit further over, is to have a little success on this top unit on the power play. And like I mentioned there in the last question, I think he's going to throw more pucks to the net and the big body in front for Oscar Sundquist. Uh, could be a really good confidence booster for Scotty P moving forward. Joe Vitale joining us right now uh, on your home of the Blues, 101 at ESPN. Joe, you've mentioned the coaching staff several times now. What do you think the coaching staff has done uh, really well since implementing some new strategies in the offseason? Well, one thing I think Craig Berube has done really well, I think he does it better than maybe any coach in the National Hockey League, at least from what I can tell. Uh, he's very good about delegating information, very good about delegating responsibility to his assistant coaches. You know, a lot of times you see a head coach and he likes to be the head. He likes to be the guy. He likes to be with the chalkboard and running meetings. Craig Berube, believe it or not, he's, he's actually very hands-off when it comes to becoming a head coach, probably way more than people uh, even realize. You know, the team runs meetings, and you'll have Steve Ott just go PK in five-on-five meeting. Mike Weber will take over a segment, and the head coach just kind of sits back. We've seen a lot of practices where Craig Berube doesn't even go on the ice. He's dealing with other things, and, of course, he lets the assistant coaches uh, take, take away with it. So I think he's done a very good job delegating information out, and I think that with Mike Weber and Steve Ott, I think it's really important and a huge key, and especially in today's game, that you have coaches that are more recently removed from playing. I think it's, it's a huge thing. I look at you know, Craig McTavish last year as much – uh, as much knowledge as he has and wisdom he has, I think there was a, maybe a little bit of disconnect between between Craig McTavish and, of course, some of the younger players. I remember there was games where you know Robert Thomas had an iPad and he's trying to show Craig McTavish something, and then you know Craig had a, a, a loosely piece of paper and he's trying to draw something with a pen, and you know it's just it's a small thing, but it's also a kind of a relevant thing when you think about the technology. Uh, certainly, the players are used to, and I think that just. 
being Steve and, of course, Mike Weber, they're not far from the game. They understand the pressures. They understand how the game is moving. Uh, it's a quick game. It's a much quicker game than it was 30 years ago. So I think that you know when you have a head coach that delegates that information and then assistant coaches that have a really good uh, connection and communication with those younger players, uh, and then also ultimately as guys as a group, coaching staff giving these young guys the freedom to go out there to continue to learn, continue to make mistakes without being reprimanded, which this, this coaching staff has done a great job of this year. So, Joey, I guess we're expecting probably like around 22.5 to 24,000 tonight for this tilt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In a small building, it may sound like that, uh, Danny Mac, but unfortunately <laughs> you're probably you're probably overshooting it by about 15,000. Yeah, uh, that's of a, course, and that might be generous. Exactly. Well, especially for the Thanksgiving break, and it's a little bit quieter here on ASU campus. But, yeah, for the second straight year, the Blues will be playing at the ASU uh, arena here, Mullet Arena, which is right on campus here for ASU, where all the Sun Devil fans, of course, know it all too well. Uh, but a quieter campus, a quieter rink here tonight. Uh, it's going to be interesting because the Blues, in games like this, you really got to figure out a way to man- manufacture your own energy, uh, re- manufacture your own emotion. You know, Pat Maroon was still one of the best players in the league that can do it. You know, he realized early he's got to get into the game early, whether it's sticking a guy off the whistle or getting to a scrum, getting a face wash from someone else, whatever it is. But figuring out a way to emotionally get into this game because it's going to be a bit quieter of a building, and it's a building the Blues have not had a lot of success at. They're 0-2 uh, in their career here, so they like to turn that around here tonight. Joe, good stuff, man. We'll listen to you on not only the broadcast, but also the pre- and post-game, too. Have a great call. It sounds good, Salt. And Danny Mac, you guys have a very blessed and safe uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Same you too. to you. Thanks, Joe. We'll see you.